Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, that feels awkward. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Uh, if you were one of the very first people listening live, you heard a slight miscue where apparently I'm able to get my voice out there. But my intro music and all that's not playing. So if you're listening live and you hear dead dead spots, either A, my internet has crapped out, or B, it's just the internet being weird. But anywho, before I get started, let me talk to you about coffee. Namely, American Pride Roasters Coffee, lovingly roasted and packaged and beautiful, sunny, somewhere outside Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, my God. Dave Matthews at, at American Pride Roasters is an amazing coffee roaster. Last week, I was talking about the Doc's Bacon Blast. I want to tell you about the other coffee I've been drinking on from APR Coffee, and that is the Teddy Roosevelt Blend. Uh Teddy Roosevelt was an avid conservationist, rough rider, president, an all-around bull moose. Let's put his uh, progressive politics on the back burner for now. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt became a symbol for the rugged American power at the start of the 20th century. He was also an avid coffee drinker. His son once said Roosevelt's coffee mug was about the size of a bathtub. In 1913, Teddy traveled through the Brazilian wilderness, and what would be his last great adventure. In honor of that expedition, the Teddy Roosevelt is a full city-roasted bean from Brazil. And honestly, like I said, the Doc's Bacon Blast is good, and I got to say, the Teddy Roosevelt is by far one of my favorite coffees. It is good, even flavor. It's not too acidic. It's not too bitter. It's just an all-around great coffee. And if you want to try it for yourself, you can go to aprcoffee.com and you can pick it up there. You can even get the, the get it in the K-Cups if they're not back-ordered. But it's absolutely amazing. You know, so you can get brew it one cup at a time. And you can get you can get ground however you, know, you can buy whole beans. You can get coarse grind for French for doing the French press or the or doing the uh, the cold brew overnight in the refrigerator coffee, which is what my wife likes. And I think it's really weird and not a fan, but A, it be what it be. You even get, you know, ground super fine. So if you have your own espresso machine at home, you can make espresso out of the, uh, out of the Teddy Roosevelt and, you know, 
just for try something different. Go to aprcoffee.com, and when you check out, you'll see in the little uh, special instruction section, since I don't have a trackable link yet, since I don't have a fancy code so, they can let you, so you can let them know where you heard it, and those special instructions uh, when you buy your coffee, tell them you heard about it, The Relentless Daring from Tyler Morgan. So again, aprcoffee.com. Check it out. Link in the show notes, aprcoffee.com. All right. So now that I have paid the bills via free coffee, um, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Yay. Well, they're really good at hiding stuff, apparently. Well, when they want to. You know, they'll hide the, uh... They'll hide those stories that they don't want you to see because, well, you know, it's it's misinformation. Well, it, it turns out that, um, a couple years ago, Apple threatened to remove Facebook from the App Store. Huh. Isn't that odd? Well, it turns out that uh, Facebook was kind of complicit in the the human labor and possibly sex trade. Uh, There's a report coming out now via uh, thesun.com. Facebook and Instagram threatened with ban from iPhone after secret slave market uncovered on apps. Well, isn't that just interesting? Uh, Discovery led to warnings from Apple that would remove Facebook and Instagram from the app store unless it stamped out the practice. Uh, The practice began in 2019 after the BBC reported that human traffickers in the Middle East were using Facebook apps to arrange the sales of victims. Hashtags used by users in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait featured adverts for the illegal buying and selling of domestic slaves against their will. I'm sure those domestic slaves were not just, you know, fold the laundry, scrub the floors, do the dishes. I'm sure there were some some other domestic practices going on in there that were um, non-consensual at best. Women were sold for a few thousand dollars each. Categorized by race and deprived of their basic human rights, they were unable to leave. In response to the investigation, Apple told Facebook that it would ban its products unless action was taken. (laughs) Kim says, church lady would love to interview Mark Z, tell him he's doing the work of Satan. Well, isn't that special? One of my favorite lines out of a church lady. All you have to do is flip a couple letters around and you have take Santa into Satan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the threat was recently unearthed and unearthed. That's just a hard word to say. They found it. And internal Facebook documents seen by the Wall Street Journal. The documents show Facebook knew about and had been investigating human trafficking rings on its app since before the BBC report. So, they knew about it, 
and they were uh, looking into it, but they weren't saying anything. Huh. Isn't that odd? According to the journal, Facebook took limited action to take down the offending post and the accounts until Apple issued its threats. So basically, the ones that they knew for 100% fact were doing it, they took it down. But if there's any question, well, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's legitimate work here. They're legitimate work they're selling for five, $6,000 per person. And they have no control over their, you know, themselves because they're Somali or something not Arab. A Facebook researcher wrote in a report dated 2019, quote, was this issue known to Facebook before BBC inquiry and Apple escalation? End quote. The next paragraph begins, yes. A document from earlier this year suggests that Facebook should use a light touch with Arabic language warnings about human trafficking. Oh, yes, because we don't want to offend them. The file suggested that warnings should avoid alienating buyers, meaning purchasers of domestic workers on Facebook's products. Often those those contracts put people in situations akin to slavery, according to the journal. Facebook spokesperson said the company prohibits human exploitation, quote, in no uncertain terms, end quote. They said that Facebook has been combating human trafficking on our platform for many years. They added, our goal remains to prevent anyone who seeks to exploit others from having a home on our platform. Which seems to be really weird because... If they're trying to engage these things with with the lightest touch possible so as not to offend potential users of our stuff, that doesn't sound like you're really working to actively prohibit and to stop human trafficking. It's just, well, okay, how can we do this? And you know, just really more or less limit our exposure instead of them just being out and doing it in the open. It's what really what boils down to. And it's insane that there was no transparency on it. I mean, the Wall Street Journal, I'm sure the documents they got were from, not because they were handed over because they asked. I'm sure it was a disgruntled employee probably on the Apple end, seeing that um, this crap is still going on with Facebook. They're not fixing anything we told them to fix. So I'm sent to Wall Street Journal and make it public. That's what it sounds like. And it's really sad They would that Facebook would want to hide doing some... Uh, They want to hide trying to stop this. Kim says, call me old-fashioned, but I miss MySpace. MySpace was better. And Tom was everybody's friend on MySpace. I mean, he was my friend, at least. He was the first friend I had. 
Hey, welcome to MySpace. My name is Tom. Glad to know you. The, the crazy thing about MySpace, though, for, for I'm an old, moldy, oldie. Uh, so for you youngins who don't know what MySpace is, it was one of the first social media platforms and before the ability to just drag and drop pictures into your profiles and this, that, and the other, that one actually required some knowledge on how to code. I think half of the things I had on my MySpace page, a friend who works at a local radio station coded for me and put on. Oh, dear Lord. I, I just need to adopt a new a New Hampshire accent. Do you remember MySpace? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Lady Dice, I'm making fun of boomers. I am not making fun of boomers. I'm making fun of my fellow Gen Xers. Now, I say fellow because I don't identify with the millennials they, they always try to stick me with. As us, gen, us Gen Xers are all having arthritis and hips replaced and all that now. And the the boomers, the boomers are just buying pine boxes anymore. Oh my gosh. But yeah, and the crazy thing though really is that when it comes to the speech thing that I mentioned earlier and Steve said, yeah, pretty much everything they don't agree with they're trying to silence. Well, <laughs> um, so a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I really don't remember when it was passed. Texas passed a law basically stating that, um, Texas residents cannot be banned from social media platforms based on political ideology. Mostly because, you know, how dare you kick someone off of blah, blah, blah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've had the, the Section 230 discussion. If MySpace... <laughs> Which, by the way, they still exist. Uh, MySpace still exists. But if Facebook, if Twitter, if Google, if Parler, whatever, if you do something that's so blatantly egregious and runs afoul of their terms of services that you agreed to, you know, you're making threats, you're being a racist prick, whatever the case may be. And say, hey, here is where you're violating our terms of service. Bye-bye. You've been deactivated. I'm fine with that. Now, if you're coming out and saying, hey, um, I have some questions about this act of government over here. Hey, I have some questions about this vaccine that's being pushed down our throats. You're not being an asshole. You're not. I, hell, even if you are spreading misinformation, I, you're not breaking the rules. You know, people can be adults and figure things out on their own. 
Unfortunately, that's giving the, most people way too much credit for anything they can get done. Um, all these things that people have been getting banned left and right for. Um, YouTube came after the Blazes Elijah Schaefer on his new show, You Are Here. He didn't make he didn't make a declamatory statement about masks. He didn't he didn't share anything controversial about masks. He didn't say anything highly offensive. He asked a question about masking. And that one question got him a double strike. You know, and YouTube, you can just Strike one, strike two, third strike, you're out. The old ball game with them. And it's like, he got the strikes removed, but they left a warning because, how dare you question the masks? You can't do that. Even if you quote studies from places around the world that have actually looked at masks and study the fluid dynamics of it. You can't quote studies from you know from the fluid dynamics department at the University of Waterloo in Canada because that is harmful misinformation and you could cause somebody to get seriously sick or die. Well, I, are they vaccinated? Why yes. Then why do I care? They have taken the risks. They've assumed the risk that the Vaccine is not going to cause an adverse side effect. They are put. They are relying on the vaccine to keep them safe. So if it fails, it's not on me. If it fails, it's on Pfizer. It's on Moderna. It's on Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca, which oddly enough makes their vaccine the same plan as Johnson and Johnson. But I digress. So yeah, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, they're striking back. They're suing Texas over their social media censorship law. Uh, technology trade groups that represent Facebook, Google's YouTube, and Twitter are suing Texas to stop a new state law that cracks down on social media companies for censoring conservative speech. The lawsuit filed in federal court Wednesday challenges the law signed earlier this month by Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott. That would allow any state resident banned from a social media platform for their political views to sue. Uh huh. Texas lawmakers are motivated in large part by the suspension of former President Donald Trump after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Quote At a minimum, HB 20 would unconstitutionally require platforms like YouTube and Facebook to disseminate, for example, pro-Nazi speech, terrorist propaganda, foreign government disinformation, and medical misinformation, the lawsuit alleges. I'm I'm a stop right there. I'm a stop right there. Again, there are certain things within the terms and conditions. If you're spreading terrorist propaganda, they can shut you down, and I'm for that. Because they'll find a back door anyways. If you're spreading pro-white supremacy, pro-black supremacy, 
Yay, insert racial nationalism, identitarian political bullcrap here. If you're spreading that garbage, bye bye Because that's motivated by racism. My race good, your race bad, we should be in charge, the rest of y'all can suck it. That is what that comes down to. No one has ever said you can, you know, you can like pro-Nazi speech. I see stuff all the time that's questionable. You know what I do? I'm like Dory. I'm freaking Finding Nemo. Just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I do it all the time with stupid political bullcrap that other people share. Because there's times where it's like, Okay, this is dumb. I'm not even going to engage it. It's be- it's beneath me. Other times I see stuff that's shared by people who I generally assume are of sound mind. Usually friends who are who I know are left of center. But they really, you know, they rarely do political stuff. Sometimes they'll post things that's like, whoa, 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 I, I, I'm a correct you here because you're off base. Here is why you're off base. And I try to keep these kind of conversations, you know, fairly light. I might get pointed by trying not to be an asshole about it, which is really hard considering I'm really bad about not keeping myself in check all the time. But anywho's. Uh, In addition, the new state law, quote, will work to chill the exercise of platforms, First Amendment rights to exercise their own editorial discretion, and to be free from state-compelled speech. Well, they're not compelling Facebook to espouse a certain ideology. They're saying, hey, Because Bob said, hey, I have questions about the vaccine. You can't kick him off of Facebook. If I tweet some QAnon conspiracy theory, they can't throw me off of Twitter. If I make a video talking about gay frogs and questioning the lizard people in the government and what their true intention for the world is, I shouldn't be have to worry about being thrown off YouTube. They may say they're exercising editorial content. The problem is, and th- this one's where, as a person who leans libertarian, I look at these things and go, okay, yes. These are private organizations. However, should a private company have more power in how it throttles your rights than, say, the U.S. government? The U.S. government wants to use Apple to be able to track everything you do. And Apple's like, "Mm, nah, bruh. I mean, 
even with dead terrorists who shot up a Christmas party at a college at UC Santa Barbara, a legitimate reason for Apple to go and open, unlock the phone from their end so, so the FBI could get into it and see what they were see what they were communicating back and forth with, with each other and who else they were talking to. Apple, Apple's like, yeah, no. The FBI actually had to go get a court order to force Apple to do it. It's ridiculous. The idea that private companies can have more power than the government. I mean, in all actuality, private citizens should even have more power than the companies. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Bob down the street can force, you know, any company to his will. However, if a company has made itself the public square where discourse is handled, where topics are debated. That'd be like having me having a privately owned piece of land that I built a park on. And I'm willing to let anything that's not, you know, hate speech go, which, you know, hate speech is covered by the First Amendment, unfortunately. But hey, you have the right to be an asshole. If people aren't out there calling for violence on my private land, if people aren't out there making threats, engaging in illegal activity, hey, you, you want to go have a rally for Black Lives Matter on this private land that you know I've made into a park? By all means. If you want to have a pro-2A rally and everyone shows up you know, with their long guns, you know, slung on their backs and, you know, pistols on their hips. Do it! But when I start looking at things that I don't agree with, you know, if the, if the, if the pro-baby murder people want to have a rally, and just last week I gave the anti-baby murder crowd permission to rally on my private land, it kind of makes me a dick to tell the pro-baby murder people, yeah, no, you can't do it. <laughs> Pretty princessy. Pro-2A rally? You just want people to die! No, you look like an idiot. I'm sure I do. But the fact of the matter is, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Parler, WhatsApp, all these stupid things where people engage with each other. That has become the public square. You don't see masses gathered around the the courthouse steps these days, mostly because they make you get a permit, and that's debatable if you want to you know, say it's a constitutional thing. But you know, for crowd control, I understand you know, certain things. But, uh, it's dumb. Totes. Stupid. Being able to kick someone off because you spread Russian misinformation. 
okay, what about all the uh, what about all the uh, steel dossier stories that got spread on Facebook and Twitter? Are you going to go and kick all those assholes off Facebook and Twitter because there's a story about how Donald Trump had had paid hookers to pee on him? I mean, that was disinformation. And it came from a Russian who had been asked to leave the country because of all things. Oh, he was trying to um, solicit information from people who worked in the White House for Barack Obama. That's the Russian disinformation. Came from a Russian spy who was drinking buddies with the with the investigators. That was allowed to be all over the interwebs. Even after it was debunked, you still have people going back to it. <gasps> Donald Trump, he he paid for hookers and golden showers. It was disgusting. Yeah, it didn't happen, Charlie. Yes, it did. I read it on Facebook. It's the same thing. You know, it's like the, you know, all those stories could go, go about on Twitter during, during the 2016 election campaigns. But the 2020 campaign, Washington Post busts a huge story about Hunter Biden's laptop and, Oh my God! You, you that that just cannot be shared because oh that's that's that, that's hacked materials. Um, if he left the laptops in a PC repair shop two years ago and never came back to get them, that's not hacked material. He signed a waiver when he dropped the computers off. If he doesn't pick them up after a certain time. He relinquishes those computers to the shop to do with whatever he wants. The materials weren't hacked. They were rightfully the shop owner. Again, it's just dumbness that they keep trying to squeeze by. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz. Keto made easy. So I'm going to talk to you about 
Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors, and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out. Go through their selection of Built Bars, Built Go Energy Drink, uh, Built Broth, all their all their fine selections of amazing products. Built.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. Built.com. Oh, right back at it again. Oh, my goodness. Um, so anywho's, I've completely lost the... Ah, Queens University. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, uh, the risk of Arkansas at Queens University in Belfast, Ireland has just gone through the roof. Um, the reason why is because of who they have hired as the new chancellor for the university. A video posted to Twitter on Friday shows a crowd of people shouting at former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton as she walks into Queens University in Belfast to be inaugurated as the school's new chancellor. Oh, Steve's asking why it's Queens University. Uh, that's sexist. Maybe they named it after the band. Just saying. Last time I checked, the band Queen was made up of four dudes. Just happened to be uh, fronted by a queen. That's just uh, one of those things. Yeah, so Hillary is now the chancellor of Queens University. Proving she is so loved in America, she can no longer work here. Yay, now if we can get it to where the only place she can work is Siberia, which she would get along great, especially they put her, you know, making big rocks and small rocks in the gulag. That's neither here nor there. Uh, members of the crowd repeatedly shouted war criminal as Clinton climbed the stairs flocked by security. Others can be heard shouting, shame on Queen, shame on you, and go F yourself. There's lots of talk of lots of things on the wall. Um, beer, apparently. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Well, it's like uh, Tom T. Hall said, I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. <laughs> uh, anywho, back to back to Hillary. Uh, students were protesting America's foreign policy, according to BBC. As a New York senator in 2002, Clinton voted in favor of the war in Iraq. 
During her tenure as U.S. Secretary of State from 2009 to 2013, Clinton persuaded President Barack Obama to participate in the bombing of Libya. Quote, leaving Libya a failed state and a terrorist haven, end quote, according to New York Times. She also supported the 2009 troop surge in Afghaniland. Clinton, who was appointed in January 2020, spoke at the event for about 15 minutes, during which she encouraged the people of Northern Ireland to work together to resolve their differences over Brexit and dealing with the legacy of past violence. And I'm sure that uh, the minute that members of the staff at Queen's University start finding problematic things with their new chancellor, um, like I said, uh, the rate of Arkansas in Northern Ireland will go through the roof. Where there wasn't a problem with people committing suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head twice. That's just going to go up. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's just insane that Hillary just keeps getting rewarded for everything. Considering how crap of a human being she was. I mean, she went after women who said her husband sexually harassed and assaulted them and proceeded to slut-shame them. She went on the offensive against Monica Lewinsky, which, by all means, as a married woman, the, uh, the object of your husband's philandering is fair game. However, she wouldn't go after her own cheating dirtbag of a husband. I said this once, I'll say it again. I did not have sex with that woman. And what I did with the cigar was 100% consensual, and she agreed to play humidor. That's just how it was. I'm sorry I like the fat chicks. And you know, she wasn't fat, but she was chubby. That just That's just my thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pretty Princess Steve. That that depends on what your definition of is is. Sean Connery was asked about about the about how Bill Clinton got out of the uh, from being thrown out of office over that question. Oh, that's smart lad. I'd have had to use a jetpack or something to get out of that situation. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so Hillary is now terrorizing the streets of Belfast, Ireland, and lots of people are just going to not kill themselves in the uh, Queen's University staff. That's just how one of those. So, one thing I want to talk about. I'm a big advocate for behavioral health and mental health. My daughter is a huge advocate of Broadway musicals. Well, last night they kind of collided, and we went and watched the uh, went and watched the movie of Dear Evan Hansen. 
which I will say the casting of you know the guy who played Evan Hansen on Broadway as Evan Hansen in the movie is a good thing. Ben Platt did an amazing job. Um, just a basic synopsis of the movie. You know, you have a you have a teenager who's all sorts of neur- neuroses, depression, anxiety, just trying to make it through life. And then there's another kid who, long history of mental health problems, drug abuse. There's a misunderstanding between the two of them. And the other kid takes his life. And it's incredibly sad, uplifting, and one of the big complaints about the movie is that it relies on the trope of well-intentioned lie spirals out of control. And while I don't like that portion of the movie, everything that happens with it, this kid who committed suicide, he was an outcast at school. No one wanted anything to do with him other than, you know, the jocks picked on him and, you know, you know, well, we like, like the, your fingernail polish. That's a real, uh, school shooter chic. It's horrible crap like that. And because of, uh, the issues he had with his own mental health and the drug abuse, he was, uh, you know, you know, his sister viewed him as a monster. His stepdad just didn't know who this kid was anymore. The only person who still had any undying love for him was his own mom. And I think it did an amazing job. Number one, humanizing people who have mental health problems. I've said on this show before, I have depression. I have PTSD. There's times where these things just kick my ass. There's times where the PTSD kicks in. I'm just, you know, a giant sobbing bag of tears. And there's nothing I can do about it. I just have to to just let it, you know, crash through me. I have days with my depression where I don't want to get out of bed and even look at the world. And I think that this movie, if presented in the proper light, in the proper context, is a great way to show teens that, no, you're not alone. Uh, One of the songs is called You Will Be Found. And And it's about reaching out to those kids who have problems. It's about showing those kids who have problems that, yes, they can reach out. Like I said, it it sucks that the movie is built around the trope of well-intentioned lie that spirals completely out out of control. But... I, the message was absolutely amazing. There's one song that my daughter has listened to, the soundtrack from the Broadway musical. 
thousands of times would be my guess. And there's one song that listening to the musical, she's just like, this is a dumb song. I don't like it. And the hook of the song is, I won't sing a Requiem tonight. And as it's being performed in the movie, it, it's it's from three different perspectives. It's the sister who thought her brother was an absolute monster from how he treated her. The stepdad who's like, I have loved this kid since he was three years old, since he was four years old when I came into the, you know, when I came to this family and He's, you know, had so many problems and he just took the shortcut out. And the mom who has these, you know, fake emails that uh, Evan Hansen gives her showing that, oh, we had this com- this email conversation going on and, you know, he was, he was working to get better, but he just couldn't get past his problems and all of them you know the sister i'm not going to mourn you because of how bad you treated me the stepdad i'm not going to mourn you because of how because you just gave up and the mom who you know has this false hope that he's turned he was at least trying to turn his life around and he had developed a friend she wasn't going to mourn him because, you know, these good things that were, you know, put into her mind. It's an absolute amazing movie. Um, it's very well done. And they did it in a way that it, it's not overly pandering. And, you know, you, you'll see some stuff in the background like the, you know, the rain, rainbow flag with the, uh, you know, the little trans triangle in the corner that's just like, okay, whatever. But I said there's nothing like super overbearing with the dumb crap like that, considering all these things they push on you. And I and one of like the big things that really hits home, and I think would really hit home with kids, is there's a conversation between Evan and one of the girls in the school. And she's like, well, people like us need to stick together. And he's like, people like us, we're, we have nothing in common. She just looks at him and goes, what do you take? What are you on? And he's like, wait, what? Excuse me? And she goes, it's like, I take 10 milligrams of Lexapro every day. I suffer from crippling anxiety. I The reason I'm involved with all this stuff in school and the reason I'm so gregarious with everything is because it's a mask. Try to hide my pain. I don't stop moving, so I don't have a chance to get stuck in my own head. And I think we see this all the time with people in society. We see people who, to from the outside looking in, they have their whole lives just put together and everything about them looks perfect. This, the, you know, the Facebook, uh, Facebookization. 
everything you see on social media, just people just sharing life's perfect. Got the perfect family, the perfect cat, perfect boyfriend. My life's just perfect. We got the perfect job. And it's all just a front that people put on to, you know, to hide. You have women who are abused. They put pictures up of their husband of them with their husbands because you gotta put that front up there so people don't know. I'm too scared. Yeah, people who are ashamed to get help when they need it. And there are so many things in that in that movie when that really addresses, you know, the shame that people have when it comes to their mental health. Or when they've hit those points where they've spiraled beyond being able to to even see that they need help. They just want out. So if you have kids, I mean, it's definitely a PG-13 movie. If you have older, if you have teens, I would take your teens to see it. My daughter has listened to the musical more times than she can count. She literally cried five times watching that movie last night. And, you know, just seeing, knowing what my daughter is going through as a 16-year-old girl and the crap she had to deal with last year and seeing it being portrayed on TV or on a, on the big screen was, and seeing her being able to, you know, vicariously find resolution through that movie Meanwhile, she's like the hand gestures and kind of dancing in her seat as she's softly singing along to all the songs because, like I said, she loves the musical. It was just, it was just awesome. And just, it was a dad moment that, you know, kind of hits you in the, kind of hits you in the feels. Yeah, I would recommend if you have older kids, they're in a situation where they're being the bully. They're being bullied. They're watching it happen. They're not saying anything. They're the kid they're the kid where you think there's something going on, but they just won't talk to you. Take them to see the movie. It's Dear Heaven Dear Evan Hansen, it's you know, out at movie theaters wherever if you're not being barred from going to going to movie theaters by because of vaccination status. Please take your kids. I mean It's great. It's so there's so much heart in that movie. Funny scenes that you just, you know, kinda of stop yourself and chuckle and Absolutely great. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up tonight. 
It's just, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know I thank you all every week when I end the show, unless it's one of those where I'm just so pissed off I'm calling it into the show. And But tonight, I'm truly thankful. There's a lot that I see in the world And this is one of the few outlets. I know some people listen to this really don't give a rip about what I have to say. Sometimes it's, for you, it's just background noise. That's fine. But the fact of the matter is, this gives me a place where I can express my frustrations with the body politic, with society, with culture. And y'all give me a sounding board. I just want to say thank you. So much, there's so much I'm able to get off my chest. You have times like this where I can just, you know, open my heart up and... Let it go. And y'all let me. It's just, it's a blessing, and I'm thankful for those of you who listen. For those of you who care, I mean, I'm real, I'm super thankful for y'all. But even if you're just the people who turn this on in the background, thank you. That's going to do it for me this week. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Same things I ask you every week, the same four little things. Number one, please, please subscribe. Hit that follow button, the subscribe button, whatever your podcast provider uses these days. Pardon me. Um, That one. Then, please, again, please rate it. Five stars. Five. Pretty please. I'll, I'll accept four, three, I'll, I'll think about it, but I, I prefer five. Then, you know, after you rate it, write a nice review. Say some nice words. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, amazing novel. Like you're trying to uh, impress every, impress upon every listener the great value that you will have in listening to this podcast, blah, 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 blah. You like it? You like it. Cool. Tell the people you like it. Don't get carried away. And finally, the last thing I ask every week, please share this podcast. Once it publishes, you give it a listen. Send it to somebody who you think will absolutely love this show and will be very interested in those things that I have to say. Or... Send it to someone who this show will just absolutely piss them off. I will gladly be a tool for the aggravation of others because spreading of hate and discontent is what I do best. So again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, 
I'd like to apologize also because these allergies are still kicking my ass. Um, if you want to support the show financially, there's two ways you can do that. Number one, you can go to relentlessdaring.com slash shop. Go check out the hats, the t-shirts, the coffee mugs, the wonderful doodads and goods I have there. Please buy my wares. Pretty please. I'm asking nice. I'm not begging. I am not going to beg. Please, please, please buy stuff. Or the other way you want to support the show, you can, at RelentlessDaring.com, at the top of the page, you will see that Donate Now button. Click that thing. It'll take you over to PayPal, and you can set up a one-time or a recurring donation because everything is paid for via your generous donations. You know, y'all keep the electricity paid. Yup. Well, okay. I'm in my house. I, I pay my own electricity lecture bill but y'all keep the uh, web page up y'all keep the uh, hosting fees paid you know all that is done through you it's awesome again thank you so very much and as always stay relentless this is relentless dairy on podbean.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.